0: Hi everyone, I'm Iris Begum, a graduate student at the University of Kentucky and today I'm going to talk about the very pandemic we are all living in, the COVID-19. So this podcast is made for my course, The Dark Side of Medicine, directed by Dr. Holly Swanson in the Department of Pharmacology and Nutrition at the University of Kentucky, USA. The virus that's responsible for the COVID-19 disease is called the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So, SARS was first reported in the world in 2002, but that was a different strain. And it was reported in China, which had a mortality rate of 15%. So, SARS basically means severe acute respiratory syndrome. So, the keywords here are severe and acute. So, a decade later, the MERS virus appeared in the Middle East. So, MERS basically means Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, which is another different strain of the SARS virus. But none of these two coronaviruses were declared a global pandemic. Remember that common cold and a lot of other diseases are caused by different strains of coronavirus. But because of their low spreadability, they are never called a global pandemic. Now, this completely new strain of coronavirus, the SARS-CoV-2, causing disease COVID-19 is called a global pandemic because of the extreme spreadability of this virus. The contagiousness can be expressed in numbers. So the higher the number, the more contagious the disease is. To compare, SARS-CoV-2 has the spreadability value or the transmissibility value of 2.2 and influenza has 3 and smallpox has 6. So we can say that it's a moderate to high contagious disease. Now why do we worry so much? The reason is that the rapidly increasing number of patients worldwide. So, as for today, May 7, 2020, we have got about 4 million cases and 270,000 deaths worldwide, which is a huge death toll. Now, let's talk about where all this started. So, the novel coronavirus case was first reported in China in December 2019 while there's a lot of theories about where the virus first came from and how it all started but let's talk about what the virus actually is so from our experience so far we know that the patient condition deteriorates rapidly and severely that's what we all know and we don't have a set treatment or management plan yet so let's look at how the virus acts pathophysiologically so the virus SARS-CoV-2 is named coronavirus because of the latin from the latin word corona which means crowns it's because of the fact that the SARS-CoV-2 has spike-like proteins on the outside of the lipid bilayer which is around the single-stranded RNA so, once transmitted to a new host through any of these routes, such as contacts, coughs, sneeze, etc., the SARS CoV 2 mainly attacks the alveolar cells in the lung. The alveolar cells are the structure and functional units of the alveoli, which is the lining of the lung wall. So, the virus, the virus has to bind to the AC receptor on the cell membrane of the alveolar cell. Once bound to the AC receptor, the virus enters the cell, the alveolar cell, obviously, through either endocytosis or via direct diffusion. Now, now that the virus is inside the cell, the viral RNA is uncoated and translated into a negative RNA. The viral replicase enzyme now plays the role to make several subgenomic mRNAs and at some point succeeds to make exact copy of the viral RNA and thus produces viral protein. So the viral RNA and the viral protein are packaged into a virion, to be a virion, inside the Golgi apparatus of the host cell. And after that, they're ready and they actually leaves the cell via exocytosis to target another neighboring cells or or to go out through body fluid like coughing and sneezing and and is ready to attack another host. So while the alveolar cell is injured because of the exocytosis, some chemokines are released in an effort to try to heal the infection. And the idea of importing neutrophils and monocytes as a normal response to injury also So the whole process also increases the vascular permeability of the lung wall, resulting in fluid retention and edema inside the lung. That's why the patients who are suffering from COVID-19 feels like they are short of breath, they are drowning and their lung is full of water. There is actually reason behind all of these feelings, so this this is why the difficult, the breathing difficulty happens okay now that we know what happens when someone gets COVID-19 we can see that the severity is extremely variable. so we can see a lot of recoveries from the COVID-19 also we have a huge death toll so why is this happening like we discussed before we don't have a set treatment plan or management plan yet so let's talk about what are our possible options to treat the disease so um we know that fda has approved clinical trials of the antiviral drug remdesivir for covid-19 patients so right now there are some patients who are getting covid getting this antiviral drug remdesivir for their covid-19 disease as a part of the clinical trial. There are some other potential drugs too, but let's now focus on Remdesivir and how it works. So like like we said, the drug is a broad spectrum antiviral drug and it was first discovered for the treatment of Ebola, but it is now repurposed for the COVID-19. The basic mechanism of Remdesivir is that it targets the RNA-dependent RNA polymerase enzyme so it acts as a building block into the new rna strands in the process of the genome replication of the viral rna inside the host cell so as a result the viral enzyme is unable to work the viral polymerase the viral rna polymerase enzyme is unable to work and the viral genome replication is stopped a very good strategic approach against this sars-cov-2 novel coronavirus so we now know the basic things about coronavirus so how it spreads and what happens what i want to think is let's let's just talk about our life before the covid-19 outbreak and also at the same time think about the aftermath we know that it's not it's not going to be the same anymore so we're going to have have a low economy a slow economy because everything is shut down right now and we're going to have a lot of joblessness worldwide and of course a lot of difficulties associated with it but the big question of this discussion is could it have been any different could we have acted better to handle the disease and keep our control on the spread we know that we didn't have a management or a treatment plan from the very beginning, but what we could do is we could have stopped the spreadability so that we didn't have this 4 million cases worldwide. And to stop the spreadability, we should have followed those protocols, which a lot of countries applied like using masks, keeping social distancing from like a very early early times of this outbreak so we could have had our control over the disease but right now we don't have any control over it but there's a lot of countries in the world like New Zealand like Japan like Korea they have implemented those techniques using masks keeping social distancing working from home and managing proper quarantine methods and they are like successful in managing the spreadability of the disease that's why they don't have as many cases and that's why they don't have problems like we are having right now in the USA like slow economy or worrying about the aftermath and everything there everything is going on better than us so all I could think about is an alternative reality, only if we had acted in time and wisely. I can think that since we all had to ultimately go through the shutdown process and take cautionary measures, if we had taken it in time, we could have saved thousands of life, sufferings, resources, and of course, the economy. So there is a common saying going on all around the world right now, I'm gonna repeat it one more time. So, it is desperate time and it needs desperate measures. And what are the measures we can take right now, we are all staying at home mostly. So in this very very unique time of this outbreak, let's think about humanity and take lesson from this experience. Let's think about ways to do better as a society and as individuals. When this is all over, let's try to be the best of us. Hopefully this tough time will be over soon and we'll make this world a better place to be. Let's hope for the best. Thank you for listening.